So I'm going to continue my series this, today about uh, the nine gifts of the Spirit. And this has been so awesome. I was telling Shri, I said, I have learned so much in my study of the, the nine gifts of the Spirit that honestly, I don't know if I had ever really learned a lot about growing up. You know, I knew of them. I had heard of them, but hadn't really dove in and studied them. So it's been really exciting for me to be able to dig in uh, and learn about the nine gifts of the Spirit. Now, uh, the nine gifts of the Spirit that I'm talking about are the, the nine that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, and thus far, we've talked about a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. We've talked about the gift of faith. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the gifts of healings. Uh, so I'm excited to share a little bit today uh, about what the Lord has shown me uh, and, and just really break this down for you. I think there's um, a lot of, I don't want to say misconceptions out there about the gifts of the Spirit, but I, I really want to break down some barriers and try to explain it in a way that you can go and go, okay, I get it. I understand that. Um, so we're going to start, we're just going to recalibrate. We're going to pick up in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So go ahead and turn there with me. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to read uh, starting in verse 4. Um, I'm going to pull it up on the iPad here. Uh, starting in verse 4, and it says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about the gifts of healings. Um, and I'm excited to share a little bit about this. Uh, and, and as I was studying this week, uh, there were a couple of things that I want to just start by saying that this is a gift of the Spirit, but that doesn't mean that you can't be healed outside of the gift, gift of healing, so gifts of healings. Uh, the Word makes that very clear, right? Um, you can find many different places throughout the New Testament where it talks about healing. Now, it, it, I also want to point something out, and I'll dive into this in a little bit. Uh, this is one of the only gifts of the Spirit that is plural. So many of the gifts, if you think about it, word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, uh, this is one of the only gifts that says gifts of healings. Now, certain translations, if you read, like I think of the New Living Translation, it says gift of healing. Uh, but if you break down the Greek, it is a plural translation. So gifts of healings. So I'll spend some time breaking that down today and, and why that's important. Uh, but I really want to start by saying there is a difference between the spiritual gifts of healings and being healed, right? We know that through our faith, the Lord can heal us. We know that. That's a biblical principle. 
Anybody who tells you otherwise, tell them to read the Bible. Because that is the truth. God wants us to be healed. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be whole. That is his whole mission. Not just so we can live our life, but we can do so much more for the kingdom if we are healthy and whole. Right? If you're walking around and you, you have a bum leg, it's really hard. Good luck going to street witnessing, walking around. All, he wants us to be healthy and whole. Healing is for today. Healing is for everyone. Everyone who believes can be healed. So today I want to break down what that looks like and the difference between that faith through or healing through our own faith and the gifts of healings. Okay, so let's first understand what makes the gifts of healing unique. So I'm going to read something that Kenneth Hagin wrote. Uh, he describes the gifts of healing like this. The gifts of healings are manifested for the supernatural healing of sickness and disease without any natural source or means. And as we've learned, every one of these gifts is supernatural in nature. It's supernatural in nature. It, it expands and, and goes against any sort of human, natural way of doing something. There's some people that say, oh, well, medicine is the gifts of healings. And I want to also be clear, uh, clear that they're not the same thing. And as I was studying this week, this was a really interesting point of view. There are some within the body of Christ that are anti-medicine. Anti-medicine. And I'm not talking about vaccines and different things. I'm not talking about that today. Just, we never go to the doctor, okay? We never go to the doctor because we don't need to. Now, I'm, I'm a firm believer that God put doctors in place to serve his kingdom, to serve his body, to serve his people. We all sometimes have to take Tylenol. Now, hopefully you don't ever have a headache where you need to take Tylenol or you need to take Advil or whatever it is. But even if you look in the Bible, Luke, who wrote the book of Acts and the book of Luke, was a doctor. He was a medical doctor. And yet he still talked about miracles and healing. He wrote Acts. One of the first miracles in the book of Acts is when Peter heals the guy uh, at the gate, right? So he was a doctor who was a practicing physician and also used the gifts of healings to flow through him to heal the sick, right? And I would say healing is one of those things in the Bible where there's a lot of people uh, that are, I, I would say, confused why everyone isn't healed, Right? That's a big question. Oftentimes people ask that question. I was reading, and Catherine Kuhlman, I'm sure many of you know who Catherine Kuhlman is. She was a, a pastor, uh, evangelist, a, whatever, however you want think, to, I think you could say pastor, in the, in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, and she said, one of the first things I'm going to ask the Lord when I get to heaven is, why did you heal the two people over here and the eight people you didn't? Like, what, what's, the, what's the reason? We don't, we don't know, and I don't think we will ever know until we get to heaven. In fact, there were people even in Jesus' ministry that struggled with things that weren't healed. There's a really powerful scene. I talk about the chosen often. There's a really powerful scene from the chosen where Jesus is having a dialogue with one of his disciples. And his disciple was brazen enough to ask him, why haven't you healed me yet? 
I don't get it. Here I am. Why haven't you healed me? And the, the conversation, it, it kind of chokes me up even just thinking about it. Because it's so powerful. Now again, I, I say that with the intent of saying, the Lord wants all of us healthy and whole. He does. He does. He wants us to be healed. But I also think you have to think of it as the life that we have on this earth is a blip. A blip in eternity. And he knows that when we leave this earth suit, all of us will be healthy and whole for all of eternity. So keep that in mind. All of us will be healthy and whole through all of eternity. Okay, so getting back to the gifts of faith, or uh, gifts of healings, the gifts of healings is similar to the gift of faith where it's a supernatural experience. Now remember I, when, I was, when I was sharing on the gift of faith, uh, oftentimes the gift of faith is considered a passive gift where you are believing for something. The gifts of healings and the gifts of miracles, which are, or gift of miracles, which we'll talk about next week, uh, uh, is very much an active gift. You get healed because of your faith. And we'll get into an example of what that looks like uh, later. Uh, that, that actually happened in, in Jesus' ministry. So, again, I, I think one thing to be clear is just because someone is healed doesn't mean that it was uh, an a, a example of the gifts of healings. Again, somebody could be healed through their own faith. Oftentimes, the gifts of healings flows through another person where that gift comes on them. And, and as I was studying and as I was reading, uh, uh, several different pastors and teachers shared that many people in their life that they knew, there were certain pastors that could flow in the gifts of healings, but it was for a very specific thing. So somebody would be like, man, if this person's deaf, bring them to that person because they flow in the gift to heal. The Holy Spirit comes on, on them and they float. That might be the only thing. But man, if that person is deaf, nine, nine times out of ten, that person could flow in it. That's why it's plural. Oftentimes people, and there, there's nothing really scripturally that says this, but the, the, the thought is the reason it's plural is because there are different gifts that act within the gifts of healings. For different times, different situations, different, uh, different examples. So, gifts of healings, your own faith. Both of them can, can cause you to get healed. And I think the, the difference too is, uh, sometimes, even in our own faith, where we're believing and the Lord heals us, it's not always instant. It's not. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes time for us to be healed. Now, again, the Lord wants us to be healed. He wants us to be healthy. But sometimes that process takes time. Why certain things are instant and why certain things take time, I am unsure. But what I do know is that God's intent for his body is to be healthy and whole and healed from everything. And I'm not just talking about sickness. I'm not just talking about pain. But I'm talking about personal things you're going through as well. You want to talk about the mental health crisis that all of us are living through? I mean, you can go anywhere and get advice. You know, people struggle with mental health today more than they ever have before. 
anxiety, worry, doubt, fear. Just like Jesus' stripes paid for our healthy bodies, He also paid for our healthy minds. Right? He did. He wants us to have healthy minds, right? Our, we, are, we are three-part beings, right? Spirit, soul, and body. Our mind, will, and emotions also need to be healthy. He wants them to be healthy. He has come to give us health in those areas. So when we as believers are standing in faith to be healed from something, sometimes it's instant. I've I've talked to people who are addicted to drugs, and they meet Jesus, and Jesus redeems them from that, and they never, ever, ever want an ounce of drugs ever again. And I've talked to others that were, you know, smokers, and they come to know Jesus. I always tell a story. One of our, our pastors... Uh, in Menominee, he got born again, and he was a smoker, and he, he's, I'm going to quit smoking. And then he would go buy a pack of cigarettes. He'd have a cigarette, and then he'd crumble them up and throw them out the window. And if you've ever smoked in your life, you know what that battle is. Uh, you know what that battle is. And Christ has redeemed us from the struggle of those things. He's redeemed us from addiction. And in our own personal lives, in our own personal faith, we can believe that we're healed and it can happen. The gifts of healings often come in a supernatural experience in a moment, where oftentimes it is instant, where somebody has the gift come on them, and you'll see this in services, where it's like, man, that person's flowing in the gift of, gifts of healings today. They're, if somebody's got, and maybe you've been in a service like this, somebody here has got a, a, a bum leg. I need you to come up. We're going to pray for that. And they lay hands on that person's healed. They received, exactly. So the gifts of healings are, are, are meant to be, a, again, a supernatural experience that is brought on by somebody. Oftentimes, it's uh, imparted through the laying on of hands, which it talks about in the Word, that if, if you are sick, have, be, have hands laid on you. 1 Peter 2.24, and we were talking about as we were taking communion, Isaiah, uh, but 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore our sins, in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. By whose stripes we are healed. So we know that Jesus paid the price for our healing. And we also know our own faith, through our own faith, it says in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. That goes for healing as well. That goes for healing as well. So, so many times, we're just waiting for this special event, this special service. Man, oh, this, this special speaker's coming. I'm going to go there. I'm going to get healed. That could very well happen. But it can also happen in your living room when you're asking the Lord and He gives it to you because... You, you ask and you will receive. So I'm not, I'm not saying going to see special speakers or special ministries, whatever it is, is a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. That is a great thing. We should do those things. But don't put all of your cookies in that cookie jar, right? Don't put all of your eggs in that basket. We, it says, Mark, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, we all pray, right? 
Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So if you are going through something that you need healing for, mentally, physically, spiritually, go to the Lord in prayer about it. We can all activate our own faith in those situations. Believe that you receive it and you'll have it. Maybe it's a, a relationship you're going through that you don't understand how to navigate it. You don't know what to do. Go to the Lord in prayer about it. Lord, give me clear vision on what I'm supposed to do. Believe that you receive it and you'll have it. So we know Jesus told us by his stripes we are healed. And whatever we ask for in prayer and we believe or have faith for to receive, we will. Well, how do we grow our faith? We talked about this a few weeks ago. By hearing and hearing the word of God. We grow our faith by hearing and hearing the word of God. Well, we can't ask for something. We can't believe for something if we don't have faith that it's going to happen. So we can draw a conclusion. Now, and I'll get to the gifts of healings, but I want to lay this foundation for, for healing in general. We can draw a conclusion that we grow our faith to be healed by hearing and hearing the word of God and having built that faith, we can ask, pray, that we believe and believe that we have received our healing and God will give it to us. So we first need to be in a place where we are hearing, reading the word of God. We need to be filling ourselves up with the word. We need to be taking the time and filling ourselves up with the word. So when you do have a cough, you don't go, oh no, what am I going to do? You go, no, no, no. I'm redeemed from the curse. I've been bought by the blood. By his stripes, I have been healed. You can go, cough. You can go. I don't need this anymore. I've heard of pastors that have been walking this out in their life. I think it was Kenneth Hagin, actually. He never had a headache his entire adult life. Never. Not once. How many of y'all get headaches? Right? We've all been there. But as you fill yourself up with the Word, as you spend time reading and diving into God's Word, you start to understand that you go, I, I have access to this. I've got the key card to get in. And then when things do come, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You can say, nope, I might feel gross today, but I know that I am healed in Jesus' name. Right? Many people have been, have been healed through this method. I'm sure many of you all have stories about that in your own life. Where you have built your faith and you have stood on the Word of God and said, I am going to believe this until I see it come to pass. So the gifts of healings, though, are very specific times. Specific times. That the Holy Spirit comes upon a member of the body of Christ, and we'll find Jesus himself, and supernaturally heals in that moment. Again, it's usually for a very specific time, a very specific place, and a very specific thing. So these, and as we talked about, a lot of these gifts are connected. They're usually kind of co-working at the same time, right? The gift of faith, the gift of healings, the gift of working of miracles. They're all kind of interconnected. And, and again, as you look at the original Greek text, according to the Vines Expository Dictionary, it should be translated 
plural, as the gifts of healing. Why is it plural? I want to break this down for a little bit. So there's only two gifts that Paul talks about in the nine that are plural. The gifts of healings um, and the, uh, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm saying it correctly, uh, the ability to speak in unknown, unknown, unknown languages, excuse me, uh, or the ability to speak in tongues. The only ones that are plural are those two. Otherwise, everything else is singular. And there are oftentimes, in the gifts of healings, you know, we know that Jesus took, he didn't take a stripe, he took stripes. And as I was reading and as the Lord was kind of sharing with me, oftentimes those stripes can represent different situations that you're going through. That's why it's plural. That's why these gifts of healings, it's not gift of healing, it's gifts of healings. There's different moments where different gifts are part of that. So oftentimes there's gifts or gifts within the gifts, if that makes sense. For instance, as I was mentioning, there's, there's a belief that certain people can flow in certain gifts of healings, certain areas. We don't always know why that's the case, but we can see that in certain situations, there are moments where there is a healing anointing to heal for addiction, to heal for mental health, to heal for broken parts in your body, whatever it may be, to heal for cancer. Again, these are for very specific examples. That doesn't mean that you can't believe on your own that you're healed and the Lord won't grant that. In Jesus' ministry, you can see the gifts of healings at work throughout the entirety of his time when he was in active ministry. If you look prior to when he was in active ministry, you won't see him healing anyone. Only once he received the Holy Spirit. So, Oftentimes, as individuals now, they flow in certain gifts at certain times. Well, Jesus had the Holy Spirit in his entirety. So people would come up to him with any ailment, and he would heal them, right? Can you imagine the lines of the disciples? Like, you talk about crowd control nowadays for Black Friday. Imagine the lines that want people wanting to get to Jesus, right? Imagine that. If someone was sick, Jesus healed them because they had faith to go, I know that if I go see that man, I am going to be healthy. Right? People lowered a paralyzed man through the roof of a house because they were so confident that Jesus was going to be able to heal their friend that they did it. Talk about good friends, by the way. Let's climb up on the roof of the house. Let's pull off the roof so you can get down and see him. Right? What good friends. So Jesus had full access to all the Holy Spirit. We do too. He had a, Kenneth Hagin said it like this. He had a full measure of the Holy Spirit. So I want to take you to an example in Jesus' ministry that really highlights this uh, gifts of healings uh, in action. So turn with me to Luke chapter 8, verses, and we're going to start in verse 41. Luke chapter 8, verse 41. And I'm going to talk about a, a very, this is a well-known story in the Bible, but it's a really good example of the gifts of healings at work. Luke 8, uh, we'll start in verse 41. It says, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. 
for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Imagine that, what that was like. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately, not after, immediately, her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was helped immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. This is a perfect example of the gifts of healings at work. Here, here you are. Jesus is in this. I mean, just think of it like, think of when you're, I don't know, watching athletes come into a sporting event. Usually they've got this security detail. People are walking next to them. People are trying to touch them, give them high fives, whatever, right? It's this ordeal. People are trying to get close to that person. I imagine that it was similar for Jesus, where he's walking and his disciples are like his security detail. No, stay back, huh? stay back. But people are naturally getting close to Jesus, touching him, touching him. They weren't getting drastically healed just by touching him. But all of a sudden, this woman just touches the garment of Jesus' robe and instantly is healed. Now think of her situation. Let's just roll back the tape in her life a little bit. Here she is. She has this issue, this medical issue of blood. She's gone to all the doctors, spent all of her money trying to figure out how to get better, and she can't. Imagine the despair that she is in. I have this issue. I've tried all the medicine. I've tried all the doctors. Nobody has an answer for me. I now have no money. My last shot is this guy. If I can just touch him, I believe he can heal me. What did she have? Incredible faith. She knew that Jesus could do it. That's right. She was confident. She knew all she had to do was touch him and she would be healed. So Jesus is in this. He's walking. He's going to see uh, this, this 12-year-old girl that's, that's on her deathbed. And all of a sudden, he feels the anointing go through him. Wild, right? And then he says to his disciples, who touched me? And I'm sure all of his disciples were like, I don't know who touched you. That person, that person, that person. They all were touching you. I don't know. But Jesus was so aware of the Holy Spirit and flowing in the gifts of healing. He knew instantly when that was at work. He knew instantly. That was a supernatural example 
of a time when the gifts of healings was at work through Jesus. And you can find it in other areas of the word, of examples of how Jesus continued to flow in this. And again, Jesus healed so many people. And the thing is, is yes, that was 2,000 years ago. The same Jesus that was there is here today. The same Holy Spirit that was there is here today. Right? So the same gifts that were available to Jesus are available to us. Right? And, and I, I think it's also important to understand, we know Jesus is the Son of God. He was fully man and He was fully God. But there were others that were not Jesus that were able to flow in the gifts of healing. We, I talked about earlier, Peter, as he's, I don't have anything, but what I do have, rise up and walk. The guy gets up and he starts walking. That's supernatural. You can't explain that in the physical. No doctor can say, how did that happen? People just wanted to get in Peter's shadow. The Holy Spirit was so apparent. The anointing was so heavy. And you know what? Peter was just a man. Just like you and I. He put his pants on the same way we do. Right? So there's no... We can flow and grow in the gifts of the Spirit just like they did. And as I mentioned before... This gift, the gifts of healings, are not just for physical health. It's also for mental health, physical health, addictions, whatever it may be. I feel like today that this is very apparent. Christ's anointing breaks the heavy yokes that we try to carry on our own. He does. And we need to be able to see that and walk through that. And remember, all of the gifts of the Spirit are meant for what? The edification of the body of Christ. These gifts of healings were given to us to edify the body of Christ. The thing is, I bet you have people in your life that don't know Jesus. Maybe they're close to you. Maybe it's a family member. And maybe they know that you've been struggling with X, Y, or Z. What do you think happens when all of a sudden they now see you healed? It really makes, you, makes them go, huh, how'd that happen? That's pretty wild. These gifts are meant to edify the body of Christ, but that also doesn't mean that they also won't have ripple effects outside of the body of Christ. I talked about this a few weeks ago. Imagine the news story that would happen if all of a sudden a guy who has half an arm now has a full arm. That'd be pretty crazy. You can compare the pictures. This was me yesterday. This is me today. That would make national, international news. And the only description is that Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, healed me? Imagine how churches would fill up. That's what happened in Jesus' day. Jesus started healing people. What happened? They brought everybody. Somebody was sick, they came to Jesus. Somebody needed to be healed, they came to Jesus. Imagine what would happen if the church started to realize the power of the Holy Spirit that was in each of us. 
and started to live and flow in that, what could happen to our churches? What could happen to the body of Christ? What could happen to heaven? Um, remember, it says the angels rejoice when one person comes. It'd be a party up there all the time. There'd be people, droves of people coming to Christ. Not through our own doing, but through the Holy Spirit. God is the one that heals. God is the one that heals. So the one thing that's super critical for us to understand for these gifts, not just the gifts of healings, but all of the gifts of the Spirit to manifest, we all need to be an active part, not an observer of a body of believers. An active part. Come, press in, be an active part. Trust me, I've been on the other side where I've gone to church as an observer. Where you go and you're there and you leave and that's it. Now this is not a volunteer message. That's not what I'm trying to say. But come and bring your supply. Bring your spiritual supply. Come and bring your spiritual supply. Be an active part. Pray for your, your fellow believers. Pray for those in our body. Because we all carry the anointing with us. It also requires us to step out. To step out of our comfort zone. To be okay saying, this is different for me. I've never done this before, but I feel like the Lord is leading me to do it. Again, the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that leads you to use and step out in the gifts. And we are His body. We are the body of Christ. Each one of us is a unique part of that body. So there might be some of us that flow easily and more naturally in certain things. And that's okay. We are all part of the body. And when we do that, when we realize that, when we start to step out into those gifts, watch how the Lord starts to move. Amen? Like, I think that's the part where we've gotten so used to, and I'm not saying in glory church, I'm talking about in in the larger, broader church, where church just becomes a part of what we do instead of, a bigger part of who we are, right? Our life at church and outside of church should be shaped by the Lord and what He wants for us and what He needs for us. So I want to close with this. God wants us to be healed. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be whole. Physically, spiritually, mentally, financially, He wants us to be healthy. No sickness or infirmity ever comes from the Lord. Ever. Never. Never, ever. He will never cause you to be sick. He's not looking out there saying, you didn't pray enough this week, I'm going to give you a cold. No, he doesn't do that. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. All sickness comes from him, the enemy. God wants us to be healthy. He desires for us to do more for his kingdom. And he wants us to be healthy and whole. He wants us to be in perfect health that allows us to flow in each of these gifts of the Spirit. 
He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be able to flow and grow in these gifts. But it takes us being okay, being a little uncomfortable sometimes. Being a little uncomfortable. How many of y'all have ever been in a store, and I've had this happen to me, where you walk past a person and they say, hey, go, the Holy Spirit like gives you that nudge. Go talk to that person. And you go, huh, it's kind of weird. What are they going to think of me? Mind you, you've probably never met that person before in your life. Never see them again. But the Holy Spirit has you in that place, in that, in that specific spot for a reason. Oftentimes, we go, huh, that was a weird thought, and we just keep moving on. But the Lord put you there because the Holy Spirit knew you were going to encounter that person. And you never know that you might be the reason that that person comes to know Christ, that that person can believe that they're healed. You never know. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. But it makes an impact for the kingdom. So don't be afraid when the Holy Spirit asks you to do something. To do it. 